Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. Too tall because I'm five foot one, not seven foot eight. And uh, I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert. My definite purpose in life is to encourage people to think, speak, and act positively through the challenges of life. And you can find this radio show at, uh, the, on the web at journeytosuccessradio.com. Now, this is probably the most exciting show I've done in maybe forever, and I've done hundreds of them. We're talking today about the Cambodia Science of Success International Conference and TRIP. And uh, we have the amazing Timothy Chim, who was born in Cambodia, has an amazing story of escaping bullets and being James Bond-like to escape and uh, finally making it to the U.S. And on the line as well, one of our international members, Jeremy Razor from Montana. Looks like the beautiful, most beautiful state I've ever seen, and I sure want to go there. And Jeremy invented the game Achievus uh, and the game Ticket to Wealth. Both those are the most unique, interesting, fun, fascinating ways to learn Napoleon Hill success principles and to teach them to your kids because they don't want to hear you reading from the book. They want to have fun with you, and the game allows you to do that. Uh, Timmer, uh, tell, your, tell the audience a little bit more of yourself, and uh, Jeremy, you go after. Uh, yes, Tom, how are you? My name is Timothy Chim. I am a Cambodian refugee now, live in New York, and the town is Nanuet. New York, and actually Theo's New York. I've been here since 1976, and I am, like Tom said, a an escapee from the death row of the Khmer Rouge killing field in 1975. I'm so glad to be here with you today, Tom and uh, Jeremy. Thank you, Tim. And uh, Jeremy, a little bit more about yourself. As I, I think every time I speak in the same audience where you are, I say I'm envious of the amazing, great game you created. And it's, I think it's the most unique Napoleon Hill learning product that's come around forever. Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, I really appreciate your uh, your belief in, in me and what I my work. Yes, I and, and, and Tim, too, for for this amazing experience we had in Cambodia. And this is, my name is Jeremy Razor, and and I invent educational games that educate to the value of play. And uh, we focus on, with with Achievus and Ticket of Wealth, because, you know, like Tom was saying, we we can read a book and, and internalize it for ourselves, which is very beneficial but it's also great to have a game like Achievus that you can cooperate together and 
you're able to learn the principles and also communicate the principles in a fun, engaging setting. And so that's what the purpose of Achievus is. And my my you know, my internet, my website is www.rayzorsharpent.com. Razor Sharp E N T dot com. You can always search Achievus A C H I E V U S. I bet there's thousands of pages about that. And Jeremy, wasn't it originally was intended for kids or people eight and up? You meant it for kids, but it seems like adults are having as much fun playing the game as kids do. But ideally, or when you started, I think your vision was of parents playing with their kids because yes. reading them Think and Grow Rich would make no sense to an eight or nine-year-old. But playing the game could be a lot of fun and be educational at the same time. Correct. Yes. Yeah, but now adults are playing and leaving their kids at home. <laughs> so it's being a real yes. problem. Now, Tim, let's get back to you. This was an incredible uh, conference and trip uh, right from the time we got to the airport, like about midnight their time. And, boy, I felt like I was a Hollywood star with about 50 people there greeting us at the airport, taking us off to the hotel and just giving us wreaths of flowers and clapping for us. And other people in the airport were, like, looking, like, who are these VIPs? So <laughs> talk, a, talk a little bit of the significance of the trip. Yes, it was really unbelievable, and I did not expect that uh, kind of reception at the uh, airport, in the middle of the airport, in the middle of the crowd. It was very, very uh, exciting moment. Uh, I knew that they were going to see us, but I didn't know that they were going to bring all those uh, flowers and a bunch of people there. And, you know, I cannot say thanks enough to those people who actually, actually they were waiting for us for a long time, I believe. It was like quite a bit. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and, and uh, they didn't. And they they, they up told when we me left that. Well. Yeah, they. Yeah. Oh, yes. They, yes. When when we left, they did the same thing, and you know, it it feels like that you left some of your, um, you know, mind, heart, and souls there. You know, I don't know how you guys feeling, but I believe that uh, those uh, guys and girls are really terrific about what they were doing. Amazing. But, uh, you know, as as a, a team uh, leader, I cannot appreciate. Well, first of all, I appreciate you, Jeremy, uh, Taylor, you. and uh, Dwayne, and uh, Apples, and uh, who else? Ruth, and everybody and Ruth that Neslo. was with us, and really, yeah, Ruth Neslo. And I appreciate all of uh, your effort, and especially your. Uh, uh, for me, you were risking everything, going with me, not knowing uh, the situation uh, in Cambodia at the moment. So I do appreciate that, and I can't even explain how happy it was that we uh, were greeted in such a fashion. Amazing fashion, and and another thing that I found probably the most humbling and fun and fascinating thing was the day that we took a trip to your village, Tim. And Jeremy, oh, I know yes. that Jeremy, Jeremy, you and I were both 
touched mm-hmm. a lot by that. We had a parade for yes. us at the Buddhist temple, at police escort guiding us in. And so an entire village, you can't even get like four neighbors to get together in North America. But the entire village <laughs> came out to have lunch with us and brought us food. And, and uh, two of them I saw together for about a minute each, two old people, I guess they all white guys too often, but what an amazing <laughs> experience! And remember, Jeremy, they had the music playing. I think you got a video of that. So, talk about yeah. that experience because to me that was like wow. And then Jeremy, you brought toys as well, or things to give away to the kids uh, that they can use. Uh, and so, talk about that because anything you give those kids is more than they already have, right? Oh yes, um, that that experience going to your village, Timothy, was was one of the special, most special experiences there in Cambodia, because when right when we got off the the bus and 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 you mentioned when we was driving to the village, hardly but a, a bus our that size, a huge bus, has never really hardly ever been through this location. So when they saw this uh, we, us approach. This is a new uh, experience, especially for the children. And when we got off the bus, Timothy, you walked through, you led, and just everyone came up. They were happy, loving, happy to see you. You're like you're an inspiration to to the people of your village, what you were able to accomplish. And that's what was going through my mind. And and, and the whole celebration, the dancing, all the kids. They had the I like to call it the Cambodian groove, and they were they were up front and leading with with the big uh, um, costumes, and it was just I did not expect that entrance, and and then we walked all the way to the the, the Buddhist temple, and that was my first time ever being in a Buddhist temple, and so I had to take off my shoes, and, you know, and I didn't sit on my knees, but I did do an Indian, you know. But it was just amazing. That was very, very touching, wasn't it? And, Jeremy, you and I sat together. I think we both filmed it or took pictures of a young kid that got a dinky car from Miss Hillary's kids. Uh, I think yes. it was from Miss Hillary. Oh, maybe, oh, Taylor, I think. had Taylor had the dinky cars, you know, the matchbox cars. The Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No Hot Wheels. Yeah, we gave on you and I watched the kid, and it doesn't matter if he's never seen a Hot Wheel before. The first thing he did was put it on some concrete, rolled it along, and he was making a noise. We both, of... we, I forgot who noticed it. I think it was you, Tom. And then you pointed it to it, and then once I saw that, it, I had, I was just very, it hit me emotionally because, wow. Right. You know, this is the first time this child has ever seen anything like that, especially the other gifts that we brought. And that was one of the highlights, too, is after we had the ceremony with the Buddhists uh, and we was able to meet and, and, and eat, and then we were able to give out the gifts, which I was looking forward to. Right. And, and first, at first they had them all, the, all the children in line, and the guards were there to help facilitate. Right. And we were just handing out... Um, different combinations, like 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 uh, Taylor was giving out Hot Wheels, and and I had um, some candy, like little licorice candy oh, yeah, that I was handing candy. out. <laughs> yeah, they were they were loving that, and and also I had the little stringer that right. has this aluminum aluminum uh, flag <laughs> attached right, to it that can run around. And and later on that day, I noticed they got the hang of it. They 
knew what to do. They were just twirling in the air and having right. fun. <laughs> yeah, right. No one. That that was like uh, that was like a signal that uh, that later on led me to find <laughs> yeah. my relative home. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. 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 Yeah. Now, Jeremy. Uh, we know that the houses in Tim's Village, first of all, they're up on stilts. So when the flood season yes. comes, they don't get washed away. But when you've had yeah, four, and hands, also, four knees and two shoulders replaced, going upstairs to get in a house with no banister is not possible. So you were my eyes and ears there. And uh, the way you described the house, uh, yeah. uh, like choking up, and, and it made me feel like, so blessed because I'm no nicer than people living in that village. How do I get to live on 31st floor in a condo in Toronto while they sleep on what you call not even a mattress? He says more like a blanket, right? Yes. Well, you know, after when we visited the temple, we we left and all of a sudden we him realized that he forgot something very important, a bag full of clothes, and you had some pain medication there, and other 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 um, gifts to give. And so we went back, and we actually went through the town, which was even more amazing because this bus fitting through this narrow town was, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're scringing because you hope nothing's knocked over. But we had a great driver, so there was no problem there. We arrived to the village, and like Tim said, there was a, one of the toys out front, so he saw, so he knew that's where he needed to be because it's been years since you've been back, so you didn't really know where your family's uh, land was. So we got there. I get off the bus, and we all get off. Well, most of us get off, and we're walking through and really getting to experience how, you know, the, your family, how they lived there. They had every all the necessities. They had a well, they had a um, rest area, a bathroom that I believe that Timothy, you helped build, and right. they had two houses, very big, I like to call, I guess, um, for a visual, like tree houses, but they weren't on trees. They're all made of wood, on stilts, very high, impressive looking, and I was, well, yeah, like like Tom, you said, there's big stilts, and I wondered why that was. And I think also, too, is also to provide shade during the day so when nap time comes, they are able to sleep and, and uh, take a nap underneath the building. So it provides two purposes, and it's cooler. And But what I noticed, we it started to rain. And right when we was walking into one of the, the, built, the houses there, and... Um, later found out that it hardly ever rains in that area. So they believe that Timothy brought good luck. We brought the rain. <laughs> yes. And so and just being in the building, when, when Timothy opened up the bag and the family were picking out shirts and things that, that Timothy brought, the gifts, and it was just, a humbling experience right. because you know these the buildings don't have doors not like what we have in or just not in just in America but every uh, many other places right. you know they don't have air conditioning they had fans and they had some electricity there um, and and 
And they had appliances, their kitchen. Right? They had many places. Yeah, appliance. What? Excuse me. No, no appliances. No, nothing. No furniture. You know? No furniture. Just for sleeping, they have a mat. Um, and you know, when I think about it, our body, human, the human body is able to adapt in different clients and different situations. And so this is what they're used to, and the human body obviously is fine with it uh, to some extent. Not when it's 188 degrees that we experience <laughs> during Angkor Wat, but, right. you know, but, but it's, it, it's, this is what they're used to. They don't need air conditioning if they're used to not having it. You know, this is just something that we come accustomed in, you know, society here. And when you're out in that hot weather, you know, and during the night, it gets cooler. So it's actually really, uh, it's a nice temperature during that time. Um, but when you think about protection from bugs and things like that, then that's when I start thinking about it would be good to have doors and windows, um, things like that nature. But it was just an eye-opener, um, just an amazing experience and and great people. Right. Amazing. Hey, Timmer, I know you've been teaching by Skype from Nanuet, New York, to Cambodia Inter-Ed Institute. I was in the room where the students gather. I see standing room only now, uh, and I've had, I had numerous people come up and say they never missed a single week yet, and they never will. And one thing you said to me that struck me so hard, you said that they don't get to hear this message that we, in North America, there must be like a million motivational speakers all talking somewhat about Napoleon Hill. But you said in that, in Cambodia, they don't have that. So what you were teaching, this was the first time they've ever been told, you have a purpose. You can achieve your goals. You can go the extra mile. You can apply faith. You can be an entrepreneur. You can make money. All the things that Napoleon Hill teaches. And I was like, oh, my God. But then I thought, in North America, only 5% of people are into personal development. So the other 95% of the population in North America also has access to this, but they're not using it. So they're no better off not using it in North America than somebody not using it in Cambodia. But it really struck me that this is the first time people are hearing these messages of hope and goal setting and purpose and mastermind. This is pretty exciting, right? You could really change a country just by introducing principles like this into the country. Yes, uh, my dream is to introduce this principle, uh, these principles to uh throughout the country, and I think we will achieve that uh, probably not in a few years, but many years to come, because I see, uh, I could see the student uh, from the very first day that hardly any student attend uh, this uh, short uh, seminar that I do every week, and it became like a religious Sunday to them. And I've uh, yeah, and uh, I I was told by many students, say, teacher, I I I I wait for Sundays. I can't hardly wait for Sunday to come. So every Sunday they come, and the crowd started to get larger and larger and larger. And this got me to think that hey, you know, uh, this principle really works. It really works, uh, and. Uh, not just it worked for uh, America here, it worked for Cambodian uh, people in Cambodia as well. And I am 
really, I can't tell you how excited I am when I, I see those students who's willing to just go there every Sunday. You know how they do? They uh, travel all the way from miles. Some of them dressed it as men. Wow. <laughs> you know, they, they dress that, uh, as men so to right. disguise. Uh, disguise so that really? they wouldn't be bothered. Yes, they do. They travel. Oh, because else to come it's only to for it's available for men only, not for the women. No, That's it's not available for men. It's just like because of the security, you know. Oh, like, you're a single woman uh, out at a, night. A single yourself. woman, you know, and they they don't uh-huh. come by car. They they come by motorbike, right. uh, little scooters. Crap. Yeah, they travel by little scooters, so they come to class. And I was told that some of them dressed up by. Uh, by uh, you know, by pretending like men, that they, so they you know, like men clothing and all that. Yes, mm-hmm. wow. and they come to class, and I am, wow. um, you know, it, it almost, I almost uh, 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 came to uh, hear him, and uh, when I yeah. when I hear things like that, and uh, yeah, um, and I believe that well, that uh, a, a number of them. Uh, leave their husband at home to look after the kids. I was impressed at how many women. I, w- I would say that 40% of them, <laughs> yes. or 50% are women. And they're leaving their kids at home on a day off, uh, probably for them, and traveling like a number of hours uh, to this. And now I see people standing against the wall. I don't know how many people that room holds, but you don't have enough of them. Hey, those desks are just like when I went to elementary school, same kind. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, what 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 I uh, really uh, admire my uh, I admire their courage to come that far to to study this to to hear this even though it sometimes it's only like lasts for about half an hour with the interruptions and all sometimes going a little bit more than an hour just to hear what I had I have to say and uh, you know it is amazing. It is amazing. One thing that I want to point out that 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 the weather is not always cooperate uh, cooperate with the you know the class. Sometimes the air conditioning doesn't work properly, and you know how hot it is in that <laughs> class. And they oh, wow. and they stick around to listen. Oh. And you know I wouldn't even stick around to listen to in those conditions. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. I'm going yes. home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 the the level of commitment that these uh, uh, students and they are teachers, professors, and uh, you know postgraduate students, those people, and a lot of them really are like school directors and all that, and they come from different part of the uh, town. Right, right, and what I was struck by was the opening day for the breakfast before they started. I think there was like five ministers gave me their business card. Secretary of State, Minister of Finance, Minister of (laughs) Education, Minister of this, that, and the other. It was like, oh my God, Like these are government workers. Maybe that came from Inter-Ed Institute, but this is high profile enough that four or five ministers are here at our breakfast. Wasn't that cool? Yes, that was a good experience. You know, at the hotels we stayed at were really nice. Right. There in, in Phnom Penh and and also in Sam Reap. Right. Oh, amazing, amazing sights. Uh, amazing. Tim, let's talk about the opening day conference. That was 
there was a good crowd there, eager crowd. They had dancing for us. They had just a great reception and a great day and even had translation so I could understand them and they could understand <laughs> me and both of us could try and understand you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I... I you know the uh, the people put that put the uh, convention together was very uh, effective in such a way. You know, I did not believe that they even have translate translators translating all what we were saying to you. You know, it's like a United Nations in there. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like a United Nations in the the room. And what impressed me the most was uh, were the uh, people who put you know like the uh, bless blessing dance you know those are like okay, i don't know about you but when those women come over and start dancing and the music started to play you know the uh traditional yeah, music really nice. yeah right and uh, uh i felt we were blessed right. from day one yeah. right <laughs> and they had singers yeah, after that dance. Yeah, just seeing them dance was the way that they danced, and it was very. It wasn't fast. It was very calm, and and but very detailed in their movements of their hands, uh, their their hands, and in synchronicity and everything. It was it was amazing to to experience that as well. The the history. Right, you uh, tried it on dance. New Year's Eve, Jeremy, but I, I hear you weren't such a great uh, dancer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom was hiding in the room, starting probably eating crickets on his own or something. But, uh, <laughs> you know. I would have liked pictures of Jeremy trying to dance like those girls. He uh, would have had a hard time. Uh, it was a, an amazing uh, uh, conference, Tim. Just uh, those people were just eating up what we heard and, and what we said, and it was the first time they ever heard these things, especially the students, because they hadn't been in your weekly classes. Now, a, one of the greatest blessings for me that I didn't even know was coming, your wife came on the trip, and they started this women's association. And I don't know about you, but my mother was in charge of our house, and my wife is in charge of our house. And uh, I may look good on the outside and on social media, but... Uh, my mom and my wife do <laughs> did and do everything for me and so uh if we can get the women involved in a, this women's association to do some really great initiatives especially in the countryside of Cambodia even uh, your wife that one day came uh, uh got people in the village to go pick kids in the village to go pick up garbage and they got like nine bags of garbage and <laughs> that was, that I think you enjoyed was, giving out money there. She was giving out money like uh, you had a uh, your own ATM in your purse. My nine bags of garbage and just simple initiatives like that. And you're talking with Chief uh, Dwayne Perry about building wells. I'm hoping they can even be filtered water wells and maybe like a shower and like we want to pick a village and make it like the spotlight village and see if we can replicate that or we, the women are going to do it, we may be able to help in some way. But talk about that women's association because uh, uh, when the women get in charge of things, things tend to get done uh, or their husbands have a hard time not doing it. 
Yeah, it started out with uh, with the woman inside the class, and I think they had conversation about let's make it happen happen because in Cambodia there are more women than men, uh, as today's society goes, and women, uh, you know, truly not uh, being, I would say given the equality as men right. uh, so far. So what they want to do, I believe, I think it is very, very uh, touching for me to have her started something like that. And, right. you know, it leads to not just women organization, but they started men organization within the Interred uh, Institute uh, as well. So, you know, I, you know, she's initiated the uh, program, like to clean up the village program and clean up, uh, you know, not just the village, but intentionally for the entire country. But that is very ambitious indeed. Now, uh, on the other, uh, uh, Dwayne came over here today. Dwayne, uh, Chief uh, Perry came over today to my office and sit sat down with me for about uh, almost an hour uh, he is really 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 uh, wanted to start that well project because now you know in Cambodia it's 108 degrees almost every day and there is no water at all and as yes probably Jeremy saw a well over there that was dried out and and there's no other waters around except uh, you know people borrow uh, bake and borrow and buy and whatever to and get water, from water other people yeah right and and Chief Perry was uh, uh, brave enough to say, hey, you know, I will pay part of the project. And I was looking into the well project with the, uh, un- uh, right now, right now, nobody in the village has treated water to use. All the water that came out from the ground, from the well, is untreated. Whatever came out, they use. Wow. Now, we, we are thinking of having a, a well system that uh, put up for the village for the uh, maybe about the 25 or 30 families members there. Uh, it cost about, he said, uh, about $3,500. You can feed the entire uh, village wow. uh, with, with hey, the uh, treated, money. yeah, yeah, treated, uh, treated water. I mean. I think we can. I think uh, uh, Chief uh, started with his $1,300. You get it from me, just use for that. So uh, I think if we can put this word out, say, hey, any, anybody who wants to chip in, we will put uh, our uh, name out there. I'm, I'm going to have uh, the Rotary world actually design. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. I, I checked out mm-hmm. Rotary in Canada. And- Numerous mm-hmm. clubs are doing projects in Cambodia, including we saw at uh, uh, Baekong Technical Institute, a big Rotary Canada sign mm-hmm. there. So you can bet I'm going to be hitting up the Rotary <laughs> in Canada for some money for that project. And you're talking about, uh, I think you were talking about, uh, like, water towers like we see in yeah, what North America. Tower, not yeah. as high, not mm-hmm. as big, but certainly up high so that it could feed, as you said, like uh, a small cluster of homes. Mhm mhm and uh the uh, you know the 
the whole idea you're gonna give them heaven uh, on earth yes. for them this water system thing they'd never have any running water in their entire life many of them you know as i spoke with chief uh, perry i said many of them don't even have a bath or taking a shower a whole week right no maybe two weeks there's no, there's, yeah wow. there's no yeah there's no water to do that and they just like wet, you know. You use that uh, scarf in Kerala, right? Right. Yeah, they, they yeah, just wet it every a little day. bit, that, and they yeah, and they up. and they just soak the, the little bit of water, and then uh, clean oh. themselves up. Wow. And if we can provide home. that runny water with shower cap, with shower, you know, uh, thing, shower head, man, it will be something that they will remember for oh. the rest of their life. Wow, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Now, uh, Jeremy, I was anxious all week for the the group to play Achievus. Like, I, <laughs> I, you were there. You were there for a purpose. And uh, sort of the same things happen in Japan and Argentina and all the places where Achievus is taught. Uh, you start off with a group. You find someone who's a, kind of a, a keenest and who, who trains others and... Uh, I know that now you got a solid footing there, and it was so cool to say you came up right on the spot with a, a Reader's Digest quick version. It took out a bunch of the principles, and within like ten minutes, that group was high fiving each other. They were cheering and clapping and <laughs> laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, it's in English. It's a first time ever been played in this manner and it took them like 10 15 minutes to get it and you could you were you were just standing back taking video and pictures i think now they are playing without jeremy <laughs> what did you say Tim? i said they are hooked now <laughs> right oh yeah it was it was great to, to have that time because you know we're busy traveling the country of cambodia and and we were able to make our, our way back and we had the uh, closing ceremony and and speeches, and then we had time to for me to introduce uh, Chivas to a group of students. And yes, it was. I had to condense. I had to think about a way that is simpler and quicker. And I was thinking about that throughout the trip of Cambodia. And then I I had finally, you know, to to adapt and came up with a, a quicker using all the 17 principles, but less cards. And yeah, they it was great because after they got the understanding of the rules, which is very simple, then they were at first when I told them, you know, at the end of every, everyone's turn, you have a, a time that you pass. Uh, the step is achieve this baton. So you pass on the baton, and basically it's, it's a high five. Right. And at first they didn't understand, like, what do you mean, you know, high five or, or right. touching hands. Right. And after they got that, they were they were high fiving. Right, I think they forgot the baton. After, they were high fiving each other like crazy. Yeah. I tried to do yeah. that to a kid, and they don't recognize it there. I guess no. they're not a high five country, but they were those these women were high fiving each other and cheering <laughs> each other. It's like oh my gosh, they had a yeah, lot. Yeah, and then when they and when they lost, let's say an opportunity, they when they lost an opportunity time token, some some you know small adversity, you know oh they got into it, you know. So they felt, you know, we got to do better next time. And, and so the very, just they played a couple of times since then and, and they got the group together. And it's just, just wonderful because I know that they're enjoying, it's creating um, a happy experience and togetherness. 
and when they play, they're also will be talking about the principles and communicating how they apply it. And so that just that experience is is going to be a, a great way to to uh, spread the philosophy and a and a cooperative approach to achieve this. Right. One thing. I well, I have to thank you for that, Jeremy, because it will help me. Uh, spread the uh, principles much easier down the road because right now they are only up to principle number five. Can you imagine yes. when they are completed in uh, principle number seventeen? I think we're going to have the, the whole the whole country coming to that school. The kids will be going school. to college by then. Yes. <laughs> You're going through it very detailed, aren't you? Because uh, you've done it fifty weeks in five principles, so you are really making sure they get everything they possibly can out of your teaching. Yes, it's actually line by line, Tom. Line by line. Wow, that's amazing. That's great. Wonderful. Wow. Well, uh, I just want to end by thanking the inter-ed students, the teachers, the students from your class. Like that, Their hospitality was uh, hard to explain. You wouldn't get that in North America. You don't even get treated like that at a five-star hotel in North America. Um these people were looking, actively looking for ways they could help you. And I got so many gifts. I hardly had to buy souvenirs myself. People were just giving us gifts and food and the scarves. And uh, I'll never forget those people. And it is my heart to go back there. And now I have a purpose yes. for if I'm going to speak for free, like I get at Rotary Clubs and churches, when they ask for money, I'm making it to a Cambodian water fund uh, that will soon start and uh, raise money for that. Um, that can that can just change so many lives, and I'm looking forward to that. Timmer, what about you? Uh, you wrap it up before, here. Uh, before you uh, wrap up, I'd like you to tell the audience how crickets Beetles and tarantula yes. taste. We want to hear <laughs> taste. Yes. How how do they taste, uh, well, Thomas? You got me in a way that I rarely refuse a dare. It's hard for me to refuse a dare. <laughs> and I saw the driver eat them. Actually, his eyes bulged when you gave him the tarantulas because they're like fifty cents each there, and that's like a lot of money. That's like a sirloin steak in North America. <laughs> and that guy was eating them. Like, why are these fools giving this to me? This delicious tarantula. And so I'm like, okay, he's not dying, so I can <laughs> chew on him. And starting with crickets are pretty easy. They're pretty small, a little uh, crunchy. But as you said, I think, Tim, they fry them, and there's a few spices on them. So it was, like, crunchy and spicy. So, like, yeah, they're and crunchy. If you don't look at the cricket in your head as you're eating it, and you don't imagine it, and you just think, oh, this is crunchy and spicy, maybe a little salty, uh, uh, pretty good. But tarantulas, ooh, man, I thought they were all poisonous, so I was glad you gave us the lesson, especially the mating call of tarantulas. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know that I was telling you a little tricky, right? Right. Tarantula, tarantula actually eats, um, uh, they do eat uh, small insects. Right. You know, like uh, some tiny insect that they caught. You know, they do right. have a right. special net uh, around their uh, holes. So they, they eat uh, 
Aoud's small poisonous, uh, not poisonous, uh, not poisonous uh, insects. So you, you're okay. You're safe for that. And and that that that's good that you tried. And everybody, I mean, the uh, you should have been in uh, on TV shows. Or <laughs> yes, you did You'll probably win a million dollars on that. Right. Right? <laughs> I'm having dinner with my mom tomorrow night, and she thinks I'm the fussiest eater alive. So I have to tell her you can't call me fussy anymore. Oh, you didn't tell her yet. <laughs> Not you yet. I'm going to show no. her in person. She won't believe oh. it. Oh, well, that will be amazing. <laughs> that will be amazing. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, uh, what about your thoughts to wrap up? Thank the people. Like uh, I know you and I were both touched by the hospitality of the teachers, the, the, the women in Tim's class, the students at the conference. Yes. Oh, it was an yeah, overwhelming I, feeling. Yeah, I was really impressed by when we was on the bus ride uh, going to Angkor Wat, we heard a lot of the history by uh, Dr. Sam, and he's uh, you know a history professor, and so we heard a lot about the the you know back in the 12th century how the Khmer people lived and how they were able to build that that temple, which is one of the one of the wonders of the world, and it just shows the cooperation and the determination and the uh, per, the definiteness of purpose and all the principles to be able to to build that structure that that uh temple and learning more in depth about that was uh, I was very impressed right. and we was able to hear you know from Dr. Sam and that was one of the biggest uh, experiences also to be able to hear that Right. And just the, the the students, you know, the right. kindness from their heart. Oh, that's our live studio audience, Casey and Blue in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I... Barking yeah, I, I I know that uh, Tom and Jeremy is the first experience for you and for me too. I, I, I cannot... Uh, say thank you enough for both of you and for our team and also I would like to uh, take this opportunity to thank the uh, staff and teachers and professors and everyone at Interet and especially the government officials that attended the uh, convention and also uh, hundreds of students who come along with us to anywhere we want to go and especially when they brought me over to the place where I was sent to be killed or executed. They showed uh, and the villagers uh, confirmed that yes, it happened if you did not run. What if you did not run, and then yes. I would be in uh, the, uh, you know, in the uh, ground there Killing somewhere field. in the in the jungle, and I was like uh, in the verge of having tears for right. stepping on the same ground uh, there that I escaped, and these people brought me to wherever I wanted to go or wherever we wanted to be at the temple, and they want us to experience everything with them, and my. A little regret is that, Tom, you did not experience the whole uh, places because of the uh, circumstances. You wouldn't be able to climb up the uh, uh, the, uh, temples. Yeah, right. The temples are much uh, higher than expected, and I don't think you could go up a few steps. And the place where they have gone to has many, many monuments and outstanding monuments, much more like Angkor Wat. And, you know, they 
wanted us to see, to experience what the uh, Cambodian ancestors has built uh, during uh, the period of Angkor era. So <clears throat> I'm sorry that you didn't have a chance to see it. Jeremy had a pa- an opportunity to see yes. it a little bit. Jeremy and uh, Taylor got, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I I want you guys to go back with me again in different time period, maybe in the winter time where it's much cooler, and so we can uh, do a bit different thing. Different right. things. That's, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to going back, and I know that pretty soon in every village in Cambodia they'll be playing Achivas in their local yes. Center, yes. Yes. Their local Just temple, imagine the difference it would make by... It'll be the site, it'll be Friday nights, uh, Friday nights playing Achievus, uh, uh all over the country, and I know that's going to be a fun way. Uh, you don't need money or position or even a great room to play Achievus in. You just need people around the board and uh, that you can have fun with. And so uh, that is one of the best initiatives. It's affordable, it's easy, it's enjoyable, and anybody can play. So. I know that's going to happen. So Cambodia Science of Success, the conference was called. It was held at InterEd Institute. What's that called, uh, Tim, the Royal School of Administration? Yes, Royal School of Administration is one of the top schools for the government officials. And uh, that is very rare that anybody can get to do things in that school. Right, and they, uh, they are basically training future public servants, and boy, when I think about Canadian public servants, I think, whoa, they could get some training as well, uh, should get <laughs> some at school, but uh, what a great uh, university, uh, and what a great reception we had, so interrelated. It was a complete success, man, it was a, a complete success, in, if, if you ask my opinion. Right, yep. with the Women's Association cleaning up the environment and all the other things women can get done with uh, Chief uh, Dwayne Perry and his uh, Native Indian band in New York uh, working together to build wells, uh, water wells, or even, you know, water towers for villages. Um, That one trip we took is going to have a lasting impact on the country in various ways. Yes. Without a doubt, gentlemen. Without a doubt. It, without without a, doubt, a doubt. We're offering them hope and a dream and a plan, just like North Americans have access to, but 95% of people don't use. Thanks so much, uh, gentlemen. Hey, before you your... go, uh, before you go, can we say uh, ooh? Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> and him, one thing they know for Tom? sure there, the thing that we chanted the most PMA, PMA. PMA, PMA. Oh. They sure know that one. Ooh. Positive mental attitude. Yes. Right. Positive Thanks, mental guys. attitude. Have yourself an amazing day. Hey, time. thank you very much, Tom. And Jeremy, have a pleasant night, man. Take care. Thank you, Tom. And thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, Email Tom at tomtutall.com for details.